The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to the Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My motto is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your business with Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Some thoughts on success. It's not where you begin, but where you take yourself that counts. From my work with successful entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders, here are five traits that they all have in common. Number one, they have a powerful belief in their self and their ideas and dreams. Belief is important when things don't go as you anticipated. Number two, they are mentally focused and won't let distractions get in their way. From their focus, they create a plan of action to help keep them focused and not waste time. Number three, they are gritty and determined. Angela Duckworth, in her New York Times bestseller called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance, showed that the grittier a person was, the more likelihood that they'll succeed, even more than their IQ or talent. The ability to persevere despite any obstacle is what makes them winners. Number four, they are action-oriented. Without action, nothing happens. Instead, the majority of people are stuck in inertia and have a hard time getting going. And finally, number five, they make adjustments that help them keep going forward. They realize that success is not a straight line, but a series of corrections or fine-tuning. So here's a smart moose tip. Truly successful people are usually not born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Instead, they make things happen through many challenging trials, and they do it with courage and determination. They didn't give up. They simply made necessary adjustments to move them towards the eventual accomplishments of their goals, their dreams, their ideas. Listeners, however you define success, expect it will not be a straight path. Do you want an extra boost walking down that path? Then get my free ebook, Smart Growth. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Today's program, carrying out the theme of the entrepreneurial journey, is empowering others with the lessons he used to empower himself. My guest is Sean McBride, who, after spending 10 years of the early part of his career working for a large law firm, began his entrepreneurial journey in 2012. 
What's unique about Sean and his business, that he helps other entrepreneurs in their journey. He has built a successful career through empowering himself by using the three laws of empowerment to create a life he loves. He learned the three laws of empowerment by working with countless business owners and his own journey. And now a portion of his business is devoted to speaking and teaching these lessons. Sean's book, Business Blunders, was written to address common issues he saw when clients came to him after they have gotten themselves into unfortunate situations. So I'm really looking forward to this uh, interview, Sean. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. I've been looking forward to it as well. Mm. So I usually start the show with asking about... Your personal story. Tell me about your business. Why did you start it? And what makes it unique? Yeah, well, I've got two businesses now that I currently run. I have my law firm, and then I have a strategy firm where I work with businesses. And it's been an evolution over time. I think a lot of it's been finding my personality. Started mm. the career by working with other people kind of was told, you know, go to school, get good grades, work for the big employer. And I did that for a while, but there was some frustration there. And I was seeing clients come in with needs and I couldn't help them. And that inspired me to start my law firm. That was my first entrepreneurial venture. And that started about four years ago. And after I did that for a little while, I started finding even more of my personality and style as I had a little more freedom. Mm-hmm. And that led me into speaking, and I started doing speaking in connection with the law firm and speaking on legal topics. And as that journey continued, I started working more and more on business issues because a lot of the legal problems I was seeing related mm-hmm. back to business problems people were having. So we really wanted to get ahead of the problems. I always like to fix problems before they start. Uh, so that led me into creating my strategy firm, which is where I do a lot of my speaking now. So we work with clients on setting up strategies, and I also speak about building careers and plans that you love, really trying to think ahead, build plans, and lay the foundation so that problems don't happen in the future. Uh, and it's been a journey of finding more and more of myself. And I love working with other people, and I love watching people do what they want to do with their careers and lives, and I built a business now that allows me to do more and more of that with my time. Well, you know, you, uh, what I've gathered from just what you were quickly, what you were saying, and it's such an important concept, is to find yourself. Most of us um, go to go to school, go to college, find you know decide on to be a lawyer or a social worker or whatever, but not really thinking through what does that career mean? How am I going to live my life in that career? Does it fit me? And does it fit my personality? And what I think what you're saying is the large firm was not for you. Am I correct on that? That's right. It was just, it was what I was told to do. You know, it was kind of the standard path, right? You go to school, you study this, you'll get a job here, you know, you'll make good money. And, you know, and you'll retire in 30 years with the gold watch, (laughs) I guess, would be the other piece of it, you know, if if you did all that. But it it wasn't, my career, my work wasn't reflecting me. I was doing stuff that I liked, but it wasn't exactly what I was the most passionate about. And so, um, you are now doing what you not only like, you love it, and it fits you like a glove. That's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. So, as more and more time has passed, I've learned more and more about who I am, and I've built the business around me, you know, my daily functions, what I get to do with my clients, getting on stage and speaking to business owners of successful private businesses. These are the things I love doing, you know, and it, it's, I wake up in the morning, I don't dread going to work. I see so many people posting on Facebook or social media about, oh, my God, it's Monday, I have to go to work. And then, ooh, it's Wednesday, we're getting through the middle of the week. And then you see them posting on Friday, <laughs> woohoo, it's Friday, we're going to party. And then it's Sunday, the cycle starts again, oh, God, tomorrow is Monday. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel that way. I, I enjoy my work. I, you know, I'm ready to reengage. I do enjoy my days off occasionally, but... You know, it's, there's no dread there now, so um, it's nice to have broke that cycle, and I want more people to break that cycle with their with their businesses and their lives. 
So moving on, and I think you talked to this about this a bit, but even to get a little uh, to dive deeper into it, what do you find most satisfying in being an entrepreneur and owning a business? Uh, what is it about you that makes you feel, yes, I, I'm doing what I want, I'm enjoying it, it fits me? Uh, talk a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, I mean, originally the, the journey was just I saw a need. There were clients coming into the big law firm. They weren't getting their needs met. I thought I could meet their needs and, and, and do, it, do it a little more efficiently in a way that would be better you know, for me. And what this really has turned into more and more is about matching my passions with a market need. I can be more and more myself. And the deeper I get in the entrepreneurial journey and the more I learn – the more I realize that when you embrace your passion and you do the things you love and the things you really want to do, you find people who appreciate that and they become your clients and customers and you're connected on such a deeper level. You're doing what you're passionate about. They see the passion. They see the value. You do it better because you're passionate about it and it creates a cycle, you know, and you're, you're better able to help people because you're doing what you love doing. So it's... It's a beautiful thing. I didn't know this existed, you know, five or ten years ago. And mm. now it's just, it's just you get everything in alignment um, throughout your life. Right. And again, it's the alignment of who you are, what you do, and the lifestyle you want to lead. Um, I think that's really important. And as you have found and I have found, not many people find this. Um, so you are very lucky. And I want to yeah. move f further um, because, you know, this is not pie in the sky. This is not uh, utopia um, because in, in moving from the law firm to your first business to your second business, um, there were challenges. Every entrepreneur I've talked with talked about the challenges either in starting their business or growing their business. And what I say is that um, it's more than a business plan. Business plan is just something you do maybe for yourself, but a lot of times more for, in, uh, for bankers and investors. So um, tell the listeners, what were some of the challenges that you've experienced in building and, and, and uh, growing your business or both businesses? Yeah. Well, the first thing is, particularly with the first business, there was a lot of stuff I didn't know. I, I spent years working for other people. I was even a business lawyer working with other business owners, helping them with certain particular problems they had, forming their company, raising money, some of these basic things I would do a lot of as a lawyer. So I had some skills, and I thought I understood business. But when I, bought, when I started the business, and originally it was just me, suddenly you have a lot of responsibilities. There were a lot of things I didn't know. And I didn't have a team behind me to support me. So I was learning a lot as I went. You know, I was encountering new situations every day. So the first challenge was just knowing what I needed to know. Uh, and in retrospect, I wish I had aligned with some other business owners and got their insight and really questioned some other law firm owners. What tax filings do we have to do? What paperwork do I need to keep up with? Where are my blind spots? Uh, but I jumped in feet first, like many entrepreneurs did, and started swimming out of that, um, which was a challenge. And so that was probably the number one big thing, which is not knowing what I didn't know and figuring out where to focus. Another mm -hmm. big challenge was marketing, just getting people to know who I was. Um, you know, big law firm did a lot of that for us. We had beautiful written collateral. They had the websites. They had everything there. I needed to then build all of that infrastructure and get people to really know who I was. And at first, I got to say, I probably wasn't great at marketing. I was a lawyer. I had a lot of different skill sets from working in a big law firm. I could do a lot of different stuff. But I didn't know how to properly communicate that to the market. I didn't even know how to tell people what I was great at. I didn't know how to focus that. And it mm -hmm. took me a while to figure out how to communicate with people what I can do what I'm great at and why they should hire me. And so I'd say our marketing message was probably very confused in the early part of our business structure. You know, we just didn't know what we didn't know and we didn't know what to tell people. And so, I think the third big... Oh, yes, go, go ahead. ahead. 
Yeah, go ahead. Because I want thing with time yeah. management. You know, figuring out how to manage the time as an entrepreneur. You know, everything can take so much time, and learning to say no and learning where to focus time that took that took several years to figure that out. Well, you know, and I think those are the three challenges that I've heard from other uh, entrepre- budding entrepreneurs, especially if they come from a corporate environment. But I want to get to the second one um, because you talked about, you know, all the things you had to had to learn to do um, and that you didn't know in the beginning. So how did you learn it? Did you uh, read books? Did you uh, t- uh, attend webinars? Did you talk with people? How do you learn this stuff? Yeah, for me, well, part of it was trial and error. You started doing things and started figuring out that you didn't know about that. You know, you you get a property tax bill in the mail that you didn't you weren't expecting, you know, and you figure out that you owed that property tax and you better track that. Uh, so some of it was just errors, really learning from my mistakes. Some of it was books. I did do a lot of reading. And eventually, after I got a little bit out of the box, I started questioning other business owners and asking them and figuring mm-hmm. out wh- what they were doing that I wasn't doing and where my blind spots were. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think the key was, and what I didn't do soon enough, was rely on the learnings of others. Eventually, I figured that out. Eventually, I started talking to other business owners, reading other people's uh, background and, and figuring out that. I'm, I'm a big reader. I love reading. I, I'm old school. I still read stuff in paper format. So <laughs> anytime I can get a good book in front of me, I'll, I'll, I'll digest it. So part of it was just finding books and guides that kind of talked about, you know, what business owners need to be doing, different filings. And as I was figuring sure. out, like, marketing, a lot of marketing and sales books. Um, right. Those topics. Right. And I laugh because I still read paper and I and I still um, use highlighter and everything like that. So I'm, and you're much younger than me. So I, I take some great comfort in that. Uh, so now it's time for a break. I'm Marcia of the Smart Moose Coach. And my guest today is Sean McBride, who is talking about empowering others with the lessons he used to empower himself. Um, stay tuned. You're listening to the Business Edge on Voice America. Business Channel. Stay tuned to the next segment. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha's Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest today is Sean McBride, and he is talking about empowering others with the lessons he used to empower himself. And in the last segment, he, uh, Sean uh, talked about uh, why he started his business and what he, and some of the challenges and especially the satisfactions that he has found in being an entrepreneur. And the key satisfaction uh, that came out of this discussion was that he was able to be himself. And so um, there is a good match now between who he was, who he is, uh, what he enjoys doing, and the kinds of clients and issues that he tackles. So what I'm going to ask you, Sean, now is, what are your future plans? Where do you want to be three to five years from now? I'm really building a business that allows me to even focus more and more of my energy on the things that I really love doing and the things I'm great at. So we're working on speaking more. You know, I've started speaking. I've found a love for public speaking. It's a great mm-hmm. way to talk to a lot of business owners at, at mm-hmm. one time and to get the message out there. So we're building more of that. We're building that infrastructure and getting a larger audiences and, and bigger venues. More business owners spreading the message uh, of Nikeno, which is the three laws of empowerment. That's one thing we're doing. I'm getting more focused with my team. I'm I'm delegating more. I'm focusing my tasks on, you know, my greatest abilities and the things I love, the things I do particularly well, and I'm building the team behind me which are taking care of more of the tasks that they may have a greater love for, they may have greater competency mm-hmm. for. So that's the other beauty of building a business is as your team starts to come together, you know, they can do things they love and you can do things you love. And, that, and that, there's satisfaction there, too, because you're creating mm-hmm. jobs and you're creating people satisfaction. They're doing the things they love and I'm doing the things I love. And it's a beautiful melody when you get that working right. Yeah, and the other entrepreneurs I've interviewed also had that same uh, um, motivation, which is sure, everyone wants to make money. That's, you know, that's a given, but it's even more than that because they feel they are like you, creating jobs, uh, contributing to the community, doing, leaving a legacy. I just talked to someone today and he's very much into leaving a legacy. Now, you know, like none of us are going to be Bill Gates. (laughs) Maybe some of you out there, but I don't think I'm going to be a Bill Gates, but we still can do what we love and make a contribution. And I think that that seems to me what is driving you as well. Is that correct? Yeah, this is this is, this is fun for me, you know. And I often tell people there's a lot of different ways I could have made money in my life. You know, I didn't have mm-hmm. to be a lawyer. I didn't have to be a business strategist. I didn't have to follow that path. But there was something in me that got me going that general direction. And I picked that. I didn't look for the... I didn't look for the highest-paying jobs. I didn't look for, there was a reason why I went that direction. And now, as I get on an entrepreneurial journey, it's more and more about helping others. I love the community. I love watching business owners succeed and grow. You know, I've built some level of success in my life by following my path, and I like watching other people follow their path. And I've had people you know, that have seen the early drafts of the Three Laws of Empowerment book that have made career changes and have changed the direction of their life based on what they read and the thoughts in there. And that makes it worth so much more to me. You know, If I had to trade a little bit more money versus leaving something that's changing people's lives for the better, I would, I would like to change people's lives for the better. You know, At some point, you have enough financial resources where, you know, a little more money versus really helping some other people, I'd make the trade-off to help more people. So you've, you've mentioned now a couple times the three laws of empowerment. Um, can you tell, uh, can tell the listeners more about that? 
Yeah, so the three laws of empowerment was something that came up from my journey. As I became a business owner and as I started speaking more and I was working with business owners on building plans and getting themselves through it, I talked a lot about partnership agreements and planning in the early days of my speaking and working with people. And as I worked with more and more people and I looked at kind of what I had done and I looked at the underlying message, I came up with some very simple principles which people can apply in their life and their business to think about where they are and where they're going and are they doing things correctly. And it got embodied in this this thing called the Three Laws of Empowerment, which became a keynote and an upcoming book. Mm -hmm. It's about preparing yourself. Much of what we're talking about, choosing that entrepreneurial journey, choosing that you're going to be who you're going to be and that you have the power to build a life that you love. Then building a plan, building a plan that works. How are you going to get from where you are to where you want to be? What does that plan look like? And then protecting yourself, making sure you get what's right, making sure that you negotiate for yourself. You know, there have unfortunately been some people, and I've seen them in my legal career, where they've done the hard work, they've done the right things, and then they had a a business partner or another situation that took away the wealth they created. So Mm -hmm. we want to make sure not only do people prepare, do all the hard work, execute the plan, but they make sure they get what's right for their effort. So that's the three laws of empowerment, and we've embodied it in a simple principle which allows people to look at where am I, where am I going to, and I'm going to the way. So let me ask you this, because yes. you've, you've outlined quickly the three uh, uh, principles uh, or yep. laws of empowerment, prepare yourself, build a plan, protect yourself. Um, I'm just curious, from your experience with business owners, is there one of these that they have the most difficulty with of the three, um, or or they seem to have difficulty with all three of them? Well, they have difficulty with all three depending on who they are. Many entrepreneurs have kind of moved past the first law. They may understand that they're empowered. They understand that they can choose themselves and build a life. That's partially why a lot of people have started that entrepreneurial journey. They've started being a business owner. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, they don't have real plans. Depending on where they are in their business, they may not have really developed a true plan for the future. They got to where they got to. They've reached some level of success. But do they really have a plan to get from where they are right now to where they want to be? And we start seeing some weak spots there. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about protecting uh, uh, themselves? I would imagine that sometimes they don't pay as much attention to that. And a lot of times they don't take the steps to protect themselves. That's really where we start seeing the failure point. People don't stop and say, okay, I've built this, I'm on my path to success, I've achieved some level of success, I'm making good money. What happens if something happens to the owner? You know, when I have deep conversations with owners of businesses and sit down with them and really go through it, a lot of times when I ask them the question, what's going to happen to your business if something happens to the owner? Mm-hmm. What happens if something happens to the key members of the management team? A lot of times they scratch their head and they say, oh, we're going to have a real problem. You know, if the mm-hmm. owner... If the owner doesn't come to work, you know, for a week, you know, the key salesperson is going to start negotiating for a new job because they're going to take the safe route. A lot of the employees are going to leave. The business can be destroyed. The value may not be there for their family. So that's where we see a lot of people have a weakness is on the protection side. They haven't built a plan to protect what they've worked so hard to build. And that's where we can really add a lot of value a lot of times. And, um, well, I think, you know, you've talked about those the three laws of empowerment, and they may seem simple, but it's how you execute. So um, how do you help some of these business owners execute this? Do you have um, certain methodology, or is it mostly through coaching, or how do you do this? Yeah, we're usually sitting down with them and looking. It's, sometimes it's consulting. It's really more of a role of come in as a strategist, help us make this bigger than the owner. How do we get more people involved in the business in a way that makes economic sense so that if something does happen to the owner, we have a plan to keep the business running, you know, even if the ownership transfers to their estate, their family, or whatever. How does the business keep running? A lot of times the spouse may not have the interest or the skill set or ability to come in and take over the business. So we need to put 
others with knowledge and the ability to transition the business in place. So we'll do that from a strategy standpoint, work with them on building a strategy. So usually it's either a combination of you know, doing core legal work to implement these strategies or you know, strategy consulting where we're really working with the client on figuring out how do we make this business bigger, how do we make it work, and how do we build that protection. Right. So um, we talked about the three laws of empowerment, and now I'd like to get back to your business um, and talk about, you know, where you, you know, you talked about your future plans. So, um, you know, and you've grown your business from one person to how many people do you have um, working for you at this point? We have a total of five right now. So we've got, um, yeah, various different members of our team, but we've grown from one to five, not including myself. So six of you include me. And um, you've had to hire. Um, So, you know, tell them, you know, how did you hire? How did you identify, um, you know, what uh, employees that you you wanted and that were a good fit for your business? Yeah, this is this is something we talked about learning and the journey, and this is something definitely I've learned over time. The first couple of hires were really uh, accidental hires. They were people that people we knew knew or friends referred to us, and they ended up working out pretty good. But as we've gotten more mature as a business and as I've learned more, culture and the environment and how do we work together has become more and more of an important factor. So mm-hmm. we've started learning who we are and how we do business and what our values are. And as we've learned that, now we've started to tailor our interview process for that. So now as we're bringing people into the organization, we're asking them questions to find out whether they're culturally aligned with us. Do they have the same philosophy on customer service? Um, you know, will they will they do the same quality of work that we do? Uh, and the, we started tailoring that. And positionally too, as we've gotten bigger, you know, the positions have become more and more defined. Each job is more of a set role versus the early days where everybody was doing everything. <laughs> So as that's happened more and more, we can we can start to identify people that fit very well with the role that we need them to perform. And so right. it's, it's been a learning process, but that's what we do. We try to make we look for we look for cultural fit, and then we look for a position fit. So you talked about culture and 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 finding the people who will fit your culture. So talk about your culture. What is it like? How did you develop it? culture, we've learned it over time. You know, we've learned that, you know, we're, we're very high service oriented. You know, I came from the big law firm. That's one thing that's definitely stuck with me is I, I want to help people and want to make sure we do it well and we do it efficiently and we help our clients stay on track with their business goals. I don't want to be holding other people up. So the high service nature is important. Quality is important to me. But then culturally, we're you know, behind the scenes, we're, we're flexible. You know, we understand people have lives outside of work. I don't want my employees working around the clock. I'm trying to break the cycle of myself working around the clock. You know, I've worked a lot of hours early in the business, and that's one thing I'm working on now is, is having more balance. And I want the employees to have balance. So we want to understand that there's lives outside of the business. If somebody needs a day off to go to the state fair with their family, Mm-hmm. We'll give them that day off, and we'll just reallocate things along the team. So we have a lot of communication. I like a very cooperative environment, and that's something we've definitely been favoring in our hiring and asking a lot of questions about. How do you? How can you be part of a team? How do you work in a team environment? Are you okay? You know, sharing responsibilities and moving projects back and forth between people. Because I don't want the old style of that's my task, that's your task, you know, that's that department. We, we try to be flexible and we look for people that are flexible and learners. We want people to learn because new things are constantly changing. We're evolving as an organization. The world around us is evolving. So people that are learners and are flexible and willing to take on new roles, these are all things we're looking for in our, in our culture and our hiring because um, these are themes that we see a lot of. And uh, finally, um, we have about two minutes. Uh, what about you and your leadership style? Um, have you had to make changes as your business has grown? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think I was way too hands-on early. You know, I may have been a micromanager. Um, I try not to be. I never wanted to be a micromanager, but I think I paid a lot of attention and. 
I built a culture where employees would come check in with me on stuff. It's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Sean McBride, and he is talking about the um, uh, empowering others with the lessons he used to empower himself. You're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you starting a business, growing a business, or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the Entrepreneur Edge and the Emotional Intelligence Profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on Success Profiles. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call one 866 472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest today is Sean McBride, and he has been talking about empowering others with the lessons he used to empower himself. And he's given us an, in, he's talked about his entrepreneurial journey, uh, moving from a lawyer in, in, a, in a big law firm to starting his own business and growing it. And he also talked about that empowerment piece, which I think is so important, and the three laws of empowerment. And from his experience of working with business owners, he has written a book called Business Blunders. So, uh, Sean, um, what's the book about, and why did you write it? It's called and what it was was mistakes we saw. So I was working in my law firm at that point in my career, just getting ready to start my strategy firm. And we kept seeing repeated issues come in over the years. Clients would show up at the law firm a little too late. A problem had happened. 
something had gone wrong in the business. So we started looking for themes, and I started looking for what was happening and how could we avoid these problems before they happen. And that's where business blunders came from. From a management perspective and a little bit of a legal perspective, I said, what problems are we seeing? What's happening? And I chronicled 10 regular mistakes we were seeing business owners come come to us with. And it becomes a checklist. The book is short. It's got uh, 10 chapters for the 10 blunders. And it really just says, here's 10 things you need to be looking out for in your business. And we find many business owners are maybe doing seven or eight of these very well. There may be a ninth or a tenth item that they could spend a little more attention on and really so, um, from your experience, you say they, you know, they've done seven or eight very well, and maybe one or two they're not doing very well. Um, do yep. you see a where one blunder seems to be? Well, let me put it this way: that uh, there's one or two blunders that practically every business owner makes that just stands out. I think it depends on the size. It's hard to pick one, but I'd say you know, we have a chapter about not putting all not not putting all the eggs in one basket. And you know, a lot of a lot of businesses concentrate on one customer or supplier. This can happen accidentally. The business starts mm-hmm. growing, and you and somebody keeps giving you more and more business, and you're serving them very well. And we talked about alignment before. Maybe you have an alignment with a particular customer or a particular supplier is just doing a great job. How dependent on that person are you becoming? What happens if something happens to them? And these are kind of, this is one issue I see a lot of in businesses. People don't think about the fact that just because they just because they're working very well with a supplier or a customer, what kind of risk profile is that creating? What if that customer has a business disruption? What if that supplier suddenly increases their prices? What happens to your business? So. Uh, and that's what happens accidentally a lot. People just don't think about it intentionally, and suddenly somebody or is is very important to their business outside of their business. Right, and so they get you know hit hit in the head by a two by four because now they're not only trying to um, manage their business, but they're managing this problem. So, what do you suggest they do to avoid this big blunder? For this one, you need to be conscious. You're going to need to constantly review your customer and supplier list and look at how your business is running. Uh, If you have a key supplier that is supplying your key product and they're your only supplier, what is your plan B? What happens if something happens to the supplier? What if the supplier gets acquired and they change their pricing policies? Uh, What if they go out of business? You know, what is your plan B? Can you diversify? And that's what I would often recommend is looking for other avenues. Maybe there's another supplier that they could start building a relationship with so that if there is an emergency, they at least have a relationship and they can get things started quickly. Customers, you start having one big customer having 70, Mm -hmm. 80% of your sales, it's time to diversify. Start marketing to other people. Get that percentage down. Because in some examples, we've seen customers that know they have 70 or 80% of a business's sale, which gives them a ton of leverage. And that customer, if they get, in, if they get into a, a tough pricing situation, they can ask for big concessions because they know they have that power. Uh, so it's something to be conscious about. Monitoring is the key here. Make sure you understand where you're at uh, and are taking some, taking some things to minimize that risk. So you were talking about the the blunders and the you know and mistakes that are made by business owners. Let's bring it back to your business. Um, in your entrepreneur journey, what has been your biggest aha moment? Was it some some blunder you made or something else? Yeah, I think you know one blunder I made early on was I tried to do everything myself. I, I mm-hmm. had the Superman syndrome that we see so many business owners have. I didn't reach out for help. As my business has grown, I've brought in more and more outside advisors, people with expertise that they've developed over many, many years in a particular area. And the truth is it's a lot cheaper to hire that expertise. While you look at the dollar amount that you're writing on the check, you say, wow, that's a lot of money. But if you look at all the value they're giving you, that you can access, it becomes inexpensive because you don't have to spend the time 
you don't have to have the resources to, to acquire that knowledge, which takes up so much time and energy. So that was one of my big lessons over the years is to get the right people on the team, whether they're inside my organization or outside. I don't have to do it all. And mm, it's free mm-hmm. to know that you're not Superman and you don't have to do everything. But it's a team effort. Even if it's your company, it's a team effort to help your clients and to deliver your product or service. And you're not the first entrepreneur who has said that to me. Um, I think entrepreneurs possibly have that personality style of being very independent and uh, very empowered. And they feel that, gee, I, I can do this. Why not? I can do this. Um, right. But they, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a, a common trait of entrepreneurs. So um, we're coming towards the um, end of the show and. I'd like to um, ask you, um, for the listeners who are, um, you know, uh, who are wanting to become entrepreneurs or are starting a business, uh, what advice or words of wisdom would you give them? Some do's and don'ts. Well, first, don't be afraid to do it. I hear so many people talk about building the entrepreneur, about building the next year I'm going to do this, next year I'm going to start this business. Start dipping your toe in the water. Start preparing yourself. Start building that plan. What skills do you need to have? What relationships do you have to have? No time like the present to start taking some steps. I wish, you know, when I started realizing that someday I would probably own my own law firm and I wouldn't work for people my entire career, I wish I had started taking more steps earlier to learn about the entrepreneurial journey. So it's never too early to start the process. Start dipping your toe in that water. Don't just keep waiting. Start dipping uh, and figuring things out. I think that's very key. Assemble a team early. Figure Mm -hmm. out what you're great at. Focus on your greatness. Don't focus on everything you can do. Focus on what you're great at and what you should be doing. That is a that's a tremendous lesson. And and be open to failure. You know, so many business leaders and entrepreneurs talk about failure. And it becomes part of your DNA. You start becoming open to making mistakes, and you don't have to be afraid of them. You, you start to learn that you can work through problems. You'll see mistakes that you make, and that will give you learning opportunities to be so much better in the future. If you always play it safe, you're never going to grow. You're never going to find what you're great at. So be open to failure. Be open to learning. It's part of the process, and that's probably the most beautiful part of this process is you become so much more in touch with yourself and your skill set because you test your limits and you learn as you go. Right. And I think that's a really um, wise statement to make and very apropos to the entrepreneurial journey. And so, um, Sean, um, I, I'm, if listeners wanted to contact you and find out more about what you do, uh, how can they do that? Sure. Um, McBrideForBusiness.com is our strategy firm's webpage. It has some background information on me, details, email address. Our Sean McBride Live. Sean is spelled S-H-A-W-N. Uh, profiles my signature keynote, the three laws of empowerment and how we connect with the audiences with these messages. So either webpage, depending on whether you want some more background on this strategy, want to get access to our blog and get some learning and reading about different things we've learned from ourselves and our clients in the entrepreneurial journey, or if you're interested more in a live appearance, then the R. Sean McBride Live talks more about the message we've been delivering to audiences. So either way would be a great way to get in touch with us. And I want to thank you again, Sean. It has been a pleasure uh, interviewing you and getting to know more about you and your business and, um, and finding out more about the three laws of empowerment. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Now, next week's program to bring magic to your leadership and business is With Success Comes Great Responsibilities. How can women entrepreneurs build a successful business and realize their vision? 
My guest is Sonia Ratra, co-founder of Acrea, who will share her insights into how the company she has built and, and building a winning uh, culture and also a best place to work and how it has also become a preferred staffing partner for large enterprise customers. She believes that with success comes even bigger responsibilities to your people, your community, and environment. She'll be talking about the company's strong sense of social responsibility through several programs, the most recent one being Women Back to Work. So tune in November 11th, noon Pacific, or 3 p.m. Eastern. And now my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those, those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked what happened. Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a Smart Moves coach, let me show you how. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 